Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, 28th of October. Wall Street didn't behave itself last night, down 222, although the Nasdaq was up. That's the sort of usual pattern when the US market falls over. Nasdaq does better than the rest of the market. Tech stocks holding up. The results from Microsoft were pretty good. They were up 1.5% overnight. A third of US companies in the S&P 500 report results this week. Lots of big companies as well. We've got Apple, Amazon, Facebook, ExxonMobil, Chevron, all on Friday. A few little announcements this morning. APT is up 6%, or is it now 7% on the back of sales numbers, which look predictably good. Quarterly sales numbers, this is for one quarter. Quarterly sales numbers up 115%. Active customers up 98%. Active merchants up 70%. Talking about launching the Afterpay Savings Account product by fourth quarter 2021. Interesting that they will move into other financial products. And our discussion this morning included the idea that rather than going to individual websites to shop, that you go to an Afterpay website and look up categories and go to the websites of the merchants that they use directly from the Afterpay website. The Google of online retail. Did we really hear that expression this morning? Yes, we did. Anyway, doing well today. Shore and Partners have got some commentary on the APT numbers saying that they are showing showing a strong quarter of growth in a seasonally slow period, but they are more interested in Z1P, where broker recommendations are very diverse. City, UBS, and Macquarie all have sell recommendations. Shore and Partners have a $10 target on Z1P. It's 631 now, so pay your money and take your choice. But they are talking about the APT numbers, suggesting that there is still significant growth in buy now, pay later, and that quad pay, which is Z1P in the US, is the fastest growing BNPL operator in the US. Anyway, on the charts, both Afterpay and Z1P look like they're topping out. We also had some coal sales numbers today, which are pretty good. Share price up 2.3%. Usually a food retailer sales number is up 2 to 4%. In the first quarter, coal sales are up 9.7%. Liquor sales, thanks to Victoria. And Dan, the Dan bonus for Coles, liquor sales up 16.9% in the quarter and online sales growth up 57%. So all healthy stuff at Coles. Chart looks okay. Looks actually a bit bottom end of the range on a bottom left to top right long-term trend. Looks a bit of a buy at the moment and I've put the broker recommendations in today and the average broker target price is 9.8% above the current share price. We'll see what the research says yesterday but it's likely to get better not worse. We also had an update from Super Retail this morning up 1.3%. Steadfast is up about 5% on an update as well. And that's enough of the tittle-tattle on stocks. Meanwhile, I've got the charts of coronavirus cases in Europe in the strategy piece today and in the world. And everybody says, when you say the case numbers are ripping up, everybody says, yes, but the death numbers aren't. Well, I can tell you that even though deaths are operating at 15 to 30% of what they were in the initial wave, in terms of deaths versus case numbers, they are now definitely ripping up as well. Mortality rate is obviously better, but the case numbers are just going exponential. And same in the US as well. Their case numbers on the rise and death numbers on the rise. And the market is now caught in this rather push-me-pull-you blend of risks. The risk of case numbers running out of control in the Northern Hemisphere versus
versus the prospect of a vaccine. And that equation is further confused by the more immediate issues of the election. And Biden has lost a little bit in the polls by the sounds of it, but not a lot, still significantly ahead. So confused by the immediate issues of the election and also stimulus, which is now on hold till after the election, according to Trump. I mean, there are always market risks. There are always two sides to every equation. It's all a balance of probability. But this week in the US and Europe, the risks are clearly heightened thanks to the election and what that does for stimulus. And the market volatility is reflecting that. Look in the strategy piece, you'll see the VIX volatility index ripping up at the moment. Meanwhile, back in the sleepy hollow that is Australia, things are looking a lot better. We have the RBA and the government now working together and both with settings on max stimulus. The economy is opening up, not closing down. We're seeing GDP upgrades. The virus is contained. We've got stable politics and an exposure to the resilient and still significantly growing Chinese economy. Basically in Australia, there is not a lot to complain about. So some of the problems on the other side of the equator can worry us, but a couple of them are likely to be settled in the next couple of weeks, the election basically, or the next couple of months, a vaccine. And with that short-term uncertainty, you could be excused for doing what I did last week as an Australian investor, turning the screens off and going to play golf. Australia seems to be at some sort of economic low, whereas in the Northern Hemisphere, there's obviously some significant risk. It's a sentiment thing for us. If the US catches a cold, we're definitely going to catch a sniffle. So you can't relax too much, but we are fully invested and we're not stressing it too much. Despite the risks, we're happy with our sector exposures, which include fairly solid weightings to relatively defensive sectors and limited exposure to financials, where there's no growth, I'll come to those in a minute, and technology, which has had its resurrection and is looking overpriced again. Plus, we have the possibility that the whole world could look very different next week, more optimistic, more cooperative, predictable, stable, and altogether nicer. I'm not sure we've really taken on board yet what a post-Trump world might look like, but I'm pretty sure we shouldn't be running to the hills on that prospect So we're sitting here fully invested and watching it play out. A world, it has to be said, a world without the volatility of Trump for an investor is going to be a lot more pleasant, whatever the share prices do. Not waking up to the the latest tweet on trade will be something to look forward to. Of course, the biggest risk at the moment is the virus and the vaccine. And clearly, the market has put significant faith in a vaccine. And woe betide us should that prove to be misplaced. I dread to think what the markets would do if the Northern Hemisphere had to contain the virus through unscientific measures. It would almost certainly be another cash out moment. So let's hope it doesn't come to that. Let's hope a vaccine appears. And on that front, you might notice the slightly worrying news from one Imperial College London study, which suggests that COVID-19 afterbodies may last only a few months in the human system, which, in inverted commas, throws into doubt the prospect of herd immunity and workable vaccines. It's never easy, is it? Anyway, we remain fully invested, hoping we'll get a bit of an election sentiment lift 
in the US and hoping that a vaccine comes along. There should be quite a bit of vaccine news this week. Meanwhile, have a look at the ASX 200 chart in the strategy section. That is definitely coming off the top. Sell signal that is very clear on the chart. S&P 500, you'll see that chart in there as well, coming off overbought levels. Doing a bit of work now, losing a bit of momentum and we'll have to do a bit of work to extend the uptrend. Right, coming back to the banks, we've got ANZ's results tomorrow, Westpac results on Monday, that's the second, NAB results on Thursday next week, that's the fifth, fireworks day, and the CBA has first quarter results on November the 11th. NAB and Westpac have already had pre-results announcements, and the ANZ results are tomorrow, and one commentator says this will be the most confused or difficult to predict set of results from the banks in history, coming in the middle of a pandemic which includes customer refunds, an explosion in the scale of underpayments, Austrac fines, customer refunds, property impairments, remediation charges, all sorts of things in there. But the big debate is the dividend. And I can see some forecasts in the AFR for continued low levels of payout this result season. And one broker saying that they're not going to return to last year's dividends until 2022. In other words, we're going to go through the whole of next year with 50% payout ratios. Anyway, let's see what ANZ does, whether it can be a catalyst for the sector. The share prices can still go up even though the dividends don't. It's all a question of sentiment and Macquarie wrote recently about it being as bad as it gets. Let's see if ANZ can improve sentiment tomorrow. Right, technical observations. A lot of sell signals around. I think we had 27 yesterday. We've got 30 today. These are only RSI sell signals. They're short term. They're only one type of signal. They're all on daily charts. So not that significant to investors. But it does give you a feel for the trend of the market. And there are a lot of stocks topping out. And you'll see the list of them in the strategy piece. They come in a number of sectors which are featuring including technology, banks, sell signals on Westpac, NAB, CBA ahead of results. Banks always tend to peak ahead of results, has to be said. They've had a good rally just recently. Retail peaking out as well. Woolies, Wes Farmers, Premier, Investments, Kogan, JB Hi-Fi, Domino's, Temple and Webster, to name a few. Motor stocks as well. And then there are a host of other stocks with a few charts in there. Have a look at those. But the, the basic message is obvious. The market is topping out in the short term. As as a trader, you'd be a seller. As an investor, you wouldn't be buying. You'd be waiting for a better opportunity. But the bigger trend is still sideways, still stuck in the band, waiting for a catalyst. And we have plenty ahead. US results season this week. Lots of big results on Friday. Election next week in the US. Hopes for a stimulus bill. Hopes for a vaccine. As always, a lot going on, except in the market. We are up four points today. Yawn. Although that's better than the 31.4 first thing this morning we have recovered. As I leave you, Dow futures down 143. Not good, but our market doesn't seem to be worrying about it. You have a good day. I'll speak to you tomorrow. (laughs) 